0: council roundup brought to you by head west sub stop when you want a great sub you gotta head west
1: absolutely love it thank you head west, yeah, for sponsoring perfect. this
0: very important program um it is, is there a more perfect sponsor for this program you than know head west sub
1: i don't think there is because quite yeah. frankly um this is a very substantive program nice and when you go to head west you're getting a whole bunch because that's what they do at Ed West. Uh-huh. I greatly appreciate you guys signing on. Um, so, Bob, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, this is the Council Roundup, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Every week, there's a council meeting or a committee of the whole meeting. We digest it, and we get it out to you in bite-sized format. Um, now, Last night's meeting, far different than the uh, the week before, where the full council meeting was more than three hours. Uh, Last night's meeting, only 45 minutes, so I was extremely happy to see that, but still some good stuff to discuss. Uh, We'll start off with um, the Committee of the Whole Chairwoman, Doris Turner, Uh, and uh, kind of tip my hat to her. She uh, kept the trains on time, and it's funny, uh, yesterday I saw uh, Alderwoman Conley at the Capitol when I was covering the uh, JCAR meeting, Uh, and I uh, I went up to her and was like, "Uh, Alderwoman, uh, (laughs) how long do you think the meeting's going to be tonight? and she said oh it's going to be a it's going to be a, a jam packed one it's going to be long i'm like no don't say that and she said uh, <laughs> the reason she's saying that is because last week she said oh, this is going to be a short meeting and it turned out to be three hours and fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Alderwoman Connolly was hoping to do kind of a reverse psychology thing to, you know, say, "Oh, well, it's going to be a long one." Uh, and hey, you know what? It worked. It was only forty-five minutes last
0: night. Yeah, but that's because Alderwoman Turner was on the gavel. Man, <laughs> she runs the trains right.
1: Yeah, uh, and and this kind of shows uh, just how much uh, uh, command she has when she has the gavel. Please
2: rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. Please mute your phones before you rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she then, after the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, told the crowd to silence or turn their phones off. Couldn't agree with
0: I love more. her. She's great.
1: And she also told people who were there uh, remotely, participating via uh, the webcams at home, to turn their phones off as well. A bunch of measures were brought up uh, last night for the Committee of the Whole, where they decided to put a lot of them on the consent agenda. And a lot of them dealt with purchasing property. Uh, For the relocation efforts, Uh, some of them were like $80,000 to purchase the property. It included moving costs. Others, I think I heard a $400,000 one there that may have been for a business. But ultimately, a bunch of uh, measures to uh, take property over, I believe, for the rail relocation project. But then we get to this measure um, that I think may have been from Alderman Joe McMiniman
2: an ordinance amending chapter 79 section 79.29 of the 1988 city of springfield code of ordinances as amended relating to parking on public streets move to consent
1: looking for a second looking for a second
3: move to debate is there an alternate
1: move to debate looking for a second Hold in committee. Oh boy. Okay. Held in Maybe. committee. Um, I don't know what that ordinance deals with in parking downtown streets. Uh, not too sure. I'll have to unpack that one. Maybe uh, get Alderman McMinimin's reaction to what that is. I don't know why he didn't take the time to unpack it there. But uh, no other aldermen were in supportive of whatever that was. Yeah, we'll have them on. I don't know if it was because of the substance of the measure or if it was the person who was pushing for it, but we'll uh, get to the bottom of that. Uh, And then 19 minutes into the meeting, um, again, 19 minutes into the meeting, it's almost done.
2: What a difference a week makes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Coming back, uh, we'll get into some other uh, substantive things, uh, including conversation, uh, kind of piggybacking off of um, the, the tragedy that happened over the weekend with the shooting death downtown outside Wet Bar. Uh, The police response to it and not just the police response to it, but also the liquor commission's response to it or possible response to it. So Stay tuned. We'll unpack that. And we'll also talk about persons experiencing homelessness in downtown Springfield. It's all
0: on the way here with the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Substop. 724 News Talk, 94.7 and 970 WMAY. The Council Roundup continues from Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you gotta head west.
2: Good morning. Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen Desenso, and you're listening to the Council Roundup.
0: Yeehaw! All
1: right. I like that one. Uh, All right, let's get back into it. After uh, 19 minutes of last night's 45-minute meeting, it was time for uh, new and unfinished business, and Alderman Hanauer, uh, he wants to get to the bottom of, um, well, what happened on uh, Saturday. And in particular, uh, looking at uh, the police, not necessarily the the shooting incident itself, uh, but we'll get to the crux of uh, one of the things Hanauer is really looking for here in his conversation about what happened Saturday outside of Wet
2: Bar. Um, with all the, um, the, the, the issues going on with the... Uh... Downtown, the three o'clock bar—that all that—is there? Is there any update on what what the plan for, for them? Or um, because my understanding is, is there still advertising events?
1: Here's uh, Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel.
2: The most recent incident that happened over the weekend is still being looked at. Uh, there is some discussion about uh, potentially regulating the uh, uh, block party issue and potentially uh, uh, taking some action with respect to the licensee involved. However, that's still under review.
1: So we'll uh, hear a little bit more about that in particular, but uh, Police Chief Kenny Winslow got up there to give a little bit of an update. Not too much different than what he provided us yesterday live with the news feed, Chris, but he did talk a little bit about, uh, well, uh, some of the things they're looking at.
2: Um, The bar did close early. It was supposed to go to 3 o'clock that night. It closed at 2 pushing people out somewhere around quarter tell 20 tell somewhere in that journal area there is what we're being told but once everybody came out they were all still right there so obviously the we had made contact with the leaseholder prior to that the business owner prior to the event out of concern uh, due to covid plus the other issues of the promoter being tied to potential block parties
3: before
1: So ultimately, that uh, tragic situation uh, turned into a fight of some kind, a shooting um, where somebody was shot multiple times. They lost their lives. Somebody was stabbed. And when police responded to that, Chris, as we saw uh, and talked with the police chief Winslow, uh, the crowd, uh, as uh, the police chief said, collapsed onto the scene, uh, getting in the way of uh, officers potentially damaging the crime scene and evidence that there may have been. Uh, it's such an unfortunate, uh, tragic situation that could have been averted uh, by just cooler heads prevailing uh, and the police chief reiterating the need uh, for people who know something to speak up, to let it be known uh, what, you know, uh, so we may hear more about that in the future. There could be dozens of witnesses. for Yes, yeah, no question. Yeah. Uh, Alderman Hanauer, though, getting to the crux of
2: his question I had here. restaurant owners, obviously, out west where, where we were in, the detail went through and checked, I think, most of them, as a matter of fact. Um, but uh, my understanding was that the detail was off at midnight and no one actually went into this bar uh, at after one o'clock when it's going to be busy. To, to check that is that is that a correct statement uh, because I've had a lot of complaints from people well why why aren't these getting checked and, and whatnot so
1: so the question seems to be when exactly are these compliance checks for social distancing and face coverings going on and is there uh, compliance checks going on at 1 o'clock in the morning at 2 o'clock in the morning or just before 3 o'clock in the morning when a 3 o'clock liquor license establishment closes. Here's the police chief.
2: So basically the compliance detail ran from 7 to about 11.30. They checked the wet bar at about 23, 10 hours. Uh, that party didn't kick off. It was supposed to go 11 to 3, so the crowd was very light, and there was no violations noted at that point in time.
1: So the detail um, looking into this isn't necessarily going the full scope of when an establishment's open, right? Right. So if a bar, you know, say, hey, guys, just wait until 1 o'clock and we're in the clear. It's like, well, come on. I mean, it, it raises questions about um, the enforcement of this in general, and is it going to be uneven enforcement to where uh, that bar that does have a 1 o'clock liquor license, they're getting checked, but the bar that has the 3 o'clock liquor license isn't necessarily after one o'clock.
0: I, I guess. I guess my question, in all this would be: Would you want to be the inspector to roll in at two thirty in the morning and start finding people for? well, well they don't from, find the people. They find the business.
1: We'll hear yeah. from Alderman Sean Gregory coming up, and he, he kind of alludes to I think what you're getting to. Okay, <laughs> no, you know. Cool. Uh, so we'll hear from Sean Gregory coming up. Stay tuned. Here's uh, the Corporation Counsel, Jim Zirkel.
2: Again, we going to say there may be some additional information available later, but it's still uh, being reviewed right now. So still more
1: details is going to come out about this. Um, when we come back, uh, we'll hear a little bit more about uh, how the Liquor Commission could move forward with these types of establishments, especially when there's a murder that happens outside of the establishment. Um, and then also we'll uh, hear from a person experiencing homelessness uh, and uh, the, the, the troubles that they've been having lately and the need for some kind of um, permanent solution. Uh, similar to what we had with the uh, uh, that, that facility city leaders were looking at, but uh, sure. ultimately was shot down uh, to deal with uh, people who were suffering from homelessness and the mental health aspects and trying to get them back on their feet.
0: is the council roundup continues from Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you got to head west. I think they need to come up with a uh, special council roundup sandwich. Yeah. I
1: don't know if it would be full of turkey or... if. It would... <laughs> I think they can have some fun with
0: that your mail goes to greg bishop greg-
1: <laughs> hey a lot of them got my cell phone number reach out to me it's, it's all
0: good yeah. uh, we appreciate
1: all the work uh they all do because it's a, it's a lot of work and yeah. they deal with some pretty contentious issues there's no doubt about it uh but again thanks to head west for uh, supporting this program Um, Alderman Donovan on the issue of the uh, downtown bar situation. We had that uh, party that uh, resulted in somebody getting shot out on the sidewalk, uh, from my understanding, and that individual died. Uh, And that was after a uh, three o'clock bar shut down at two o'clock and a lot of people were outside. Um, but Alderman Donnellan, he has uh, a question about the, the process of, of holding these types of establishments accountable.
2: Does the mayor, as liquor commissioner, or the liquor commission have the authority to, when we have, let's say, a, and that, as this example, uh, a 3 a.m. license to cut back the time or suspend the license?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Needs to be uh, addressed. Maybe we'll see something addressed in that fashion. Here's uh, Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel.
2: The answer to that is yes. You may recall that uh, there uh, was an instance uh, some time back where a uh, 3 a.m. license was pulled back to a 1 a.m. license based on a set of circumstances. Uh, so it would be my view, I think it's uh, well accepted both under the state law and under the, our code that the liquor commissioner has the authority to regulate or impose summary uh, suspensions or regulations based on uh, circumstances or conditions.
1: So, could those circumstances or conditions be unruly parties? It's a great question. Uh, something that uh, we'll probably hear a lot more about. But Corporation Counsel Zirkel did highlight the need for uh, people to understand there's due process in all of this. If a bar is, has their liquor license stripped away,
2: however, that then ultimately could end up in a hearing, you know, for due process reasons in front of the. Uh, Liquor, our Springfield Liquor Commission. Thank you for that clarification, yep, Counselor.
1: Alderman Sean Gregory um, making some uh, points that are uh, pretty uh, clear uh, in how to handle these types of situations downtown. You know,
3: it's, it's very, it's very tough. We've been, you know, trying to put together game plans to slow these things down for quite some time. But more so, w- w- what concerns me is what goes on inside. And and you know, we're in 2020, and and these bar owners, they have to understand that everybody's on Facebook, everybody's on live, and we know what's going on inside. So it, it more it, it, for me, it really goes back to what we're supposed to be doing on the inside, sitting down, having our mask on unless um, we're, we're taking part of the beverage and things of that nature. Um, and when we're enforcing those rules, then, then then some of the some of the things that we don't want won't come because they don't want to follow those rules. Um, and, and I think our bar owners have to help us out with that. And
1: I think it's a, a very uh, good point. If uh, the bars are telling their customers you got to wear a mask, some of the customers would be like, "No, nope, sorry, not going to go," um, and that might keep some of the bad actors away. Who knows? That seems to be what he's um, uh, speculating there, but he, more from Alderman Sean Gregory.
3: I like to have a good time. Um... I like to enjoy myself like anybody else, but I also want to be safe. I also want to keep our city safe.
1: And he continues uh, about who really should be bearing the responsibility for it when things get out of control at these bars.
3: These bar owners know, you know, how to handle it. We can't advertise big parties like that. There's nowhere to go right now, and anytime we do it, we're going to get a large response, especially you know in today's age with social media and stuff. So we have to be careful about that. Our bar, our bar owners are. Whoever's going to throw these parties, they have to be ready to to, 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 to enforce the rules, um, you know, against people like it. People ain't not like it. So, you know, as a city, we're going to have to get tough on it. Because I'm telling you, there's no ball in town that's going to make everybody make, wear their mask. They can't. Nobody's going to do it after a couple of shots. Nobody's going to wear their mask. So we got to make a decision what we're going to do.
1: I think you nailed it there. Yeah. And I think that's what you were alluding to earlier. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, once people get a couple of shots in them... Yep, I know. They're going to get the dance bug. They're going to get the... Oh, my God. Look at that. Oh, there. Yeah. What's going on, girl? Yeah. Um, It's, it's going to... You know, that's just right. the nature of what the bar is. So exactly. I don't know what the answer is, but... Alderman Gregory seems to allude to uh, the problems of enforcing these things at these types of establishments, especially when police aren't going to be out doing the checks past eleven sure. thirty or whatever.
0: One of the major causes from some of these other areas that I've been reading about that, that have had COVID outbreaks has been in bars, and specifically, right. uh, you know, when people have a few drinks and loosen up, and then they start to get lovey-dovey. Their and, favorite song, yeah, right, exactly. And, and and cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah, and and you're you want Send somebody from the health department in at two thirty in the morning to start writing citations going up. You know, I don't want to be that person. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want anybody to be there. It's going to be rough. Yeah.
1: Um. Now we're about twenty six minutes into the meeting. Amazingly, I mean, they've had these uh, very substantive conversations all in a very short amount of time. Uh, Now it was time for citizens to address the committee, and a person experiencing homelessness addresses the committee.
3: My name is Robert Hanning. I'm homeless. stay in a tent over by the warming center. And that's what I'm here to talk about
1: today. So Robert uh, lives in a tent outside the warming center. He said uh, it can get uh, it can get pretty hard to live that way.
3: Except for the library, there's no place else to go. And being down at the library, uh, you know, we have to wait till 8 o'clock to come down here, sleep on concrete, carry all our stuff, and then 7 o'clock in the morning, me. And there's a lot of other people who have problems
1: just like me. It just absolutely breaks your heart to hear these stories, but I think it's important that we do hear these stories, uh, because these are people, they bleed red, just like you and I.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they may have uh, once had things, but all of a sudden, certain circumstances may have popped up, and they have nothing now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away them being a person, so I think we really do have to uh, hear these stories often. Uh, and we appreciate Robert uh, sharing those stories. But he continues to talk about some of the problems that, uh, that there are for the uh, uh, homeless population.
3: There's been uh, some situations where people have been assaulted. And they don't report it because, you know, who's, you know who cares about the homeless? And uh, we have tried to move a few over there that,
1: uh, and protect it. It's just uh, it's so hard to yeah. hear.
0: This man is sober. This man is, you know, he's not he's not on drugs. You know, yeah. you can tell, but as he's addressing the council, you know, and this is what six o'clock, six thirty. Yeah. You know, because we're about twenty five minutes in or something like that. Yeah, about six you o'clock, know, right? Yeah, about six o'clock or so. So he's not drinking all day. You know, the the stereotypes that people want to pin on the homeless that they're a bunch of drunks or yeah. that, that 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 they've got problems. It's just not true. woman Turner
3: responds. It does beg for a permanent solution, and I personally. Feel that the city of Springfield has an obligation to find that solution.
1: She's, uh, of course, showing how it's important to have empathy for individuals.
2: What type of situation
3: the storm created for you last night? Because I know the situation that it created for me, and I live in a in, in a house, and, and I know the situation that it created for me. So I, my thoughts and prayers were definitely with you all last night. Yeah, I couldn't
1: imagine. Um, mm-hmm experiencing homelessness and seeing the type of storms that uh, came through um, Monday. Uh, Here is Alderwoman Desenso talking about how there was an idea on the table to fix these types of things. We want
2: a center for health and housing where everyone can go and get their needs met and it can be a a community center. Uh, You shouldn't have to move around. You shouldn't have to live in tents in a vacant lot. That's your people. You're just like me. So, um, as a city, once and for all, we have to do something about this. Without fear of a lawsuit or fear of anything else, we have got to find a solution because this is not acceptable to me.
0: Absolutely, yep Good job, Kristen. Maybe this will
1: spur spur on another conversation. Uh, something that Alderman Gregory said he's ready to have.
3: That situation is gone. I can't fix it. I can't bring it back. I wasn't here for it. Um, but but to vote, but but. But right now, we're going to work on it. We're going to put our heads together. We're going to get something done um, to, to help you guys out. And regardless of where we're at, all I ask for, especially if we're over there in that section that we're in in, in, in Tennessee City, and I don't know where we're at with, with the police and the mayor as far as moving you guys. Um, but wherever we're at, all I'm asking is, is, like you said, keep it clean. Let's try to be peaceful.
1: And then uh, Alderman Conley um, essentially just saying thank you. Uh, to the individual who got up to speak
2: I hope you know that by you, you, you taking this step You're speaking for a lot of people and, and, and we very much appreciate you Keeping those voices in our ears You know, I think there, there was a lot of hope Around this horseshoe last year That, that we had a, a solution And, um, you know, unfortunately Things didn't fall out yes, But um, there, there certainly is desire for, for a better solution moving forward.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West.